Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan. I'm here, Big Cass. Big Cass, man. What a what a what a crazy fun. I'm gonna say it was fun. Crazy fun roller coaster. Ohio State basketball gave us to end the year. Um, Honestly, like I, I, we obviously didn't accomplish anything, but it felt like we did because we did, we that team was not a quitting team. That team fought till the end. They got better each day. Um, and unfortunately, against Purdue, they just ran out of gas. It looked like just four games in four days is just too much. But I mean, kudos to the young guys. Kudos to the seniors. Kudos to the coaching staff for you know really rallying the team at the end of the year. Right, what does it say at the end of the? fight song our honor to defend we will fight to the end that's what the buckeye basketball team this did this year it was probably the probably in my lifetime that i can remember watching ohio state basketball most jekyll and hyde basketball team ever mm-hmm. in my lifetime you start off hot and then your first 13 games 10 and 3 were ranked in the top 25 and then we lose 14 of the last 15 and eventually Gene Smith basically told Chris Holman, play the freshman. So when the freshman, in that mix, we still lost some games when he started playing the freshman. In that mix, you saw the growth. You saw them climb out of the the uh, freshman wall. Like, And the, the last two weeks was... In the Chris Holtman era, hear me out. The Chris Holtman era, the last two weeks was the funnest we've seen Ohio State play basketball in the Chris Holtman era. It's two weeks of the season. That, that's just my opinion. Um, you saw how Bruce Thornton just came along and made first team all tournament. Finally, blocking shots. You know, Ronnie Gamble who should have been on the first team on the tournament team over Trace Jackson Davis. No offense, nothing against Trace Jackson Davis. But how do you not take four-game body of work that Miguel put together and not put him first team? That, so- that, that confused me, too. I mean, because Roddy had such a good – it was crazy part with two casts. Each game he got better. He was like – that is exactly what we wa- I wanted to see out of at least one of the freshmen. Like Bruce, Bruce is a generational guy. It feels like like his leadership is intangibles. He's kind of like a he's a he's a he's a generational, I guess college generational. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's going to be a really good point guard for us. So I know he's going to be good. Akpara was showing you know a lot of progression. I feel like against Michigan State and so on, he looked you know pretty solid. I'm really excited for him. But then Gale, I mean that him just coming alive really. I mean, now this this fresh this freshman team that is definitely gonna have the three of them—a big, a wing, and basically a guard—and you just gotta kind of fill in around that. Hopefully, Bryce comes back. Um, I think the injury, like uh, the injury, might for like I don't know. Could the injury force him to come back? I, I know he they said it isn't serious, but if it's, let's say it is serious, you're not gonna declare the NBA with a well, knee injury. But it also may look look NBA scouts too look at it this way. Look. But okay, season's on the line. Buckeyes are playing very well. They haven't even analysts are saying don't be surprised if the Buckeyes win the tournament. 
you could be an NBA scout and look and say, look, if this guy's a little dinged up and he's not, and he doesn't want to go out there and play, what's worth the shot of having him? And if it's not, even if it's a tweak, a knee tweak or anything like that, how the how's he going to look in the NBA comp? How's he? That's the thing that his his draft stock may drop a little bit. NBA obviously the NBA drop is. I just think it's the timing because it's yeah. the, t- the t- getting hurt yeah. like that at the end of the year with like a knee injury. That's not enough time to recover. Um, I hope I, like, like, I hope he's all right though. Uh, but yeah, I do too. It, it the NBA is. Not like the NFL. It's not like you know, the, M- the NFL is basically you're, you're hurt, your draft goes, stock goes down. The NBA is different just because it's like baseball and hockey. They draft on potential. There's a minor league you can go into, basically. You could go play for, let's throw, where, what was he projecting? The 20s? Let's say the Golden State Warriors. You could go can, play he, for. He, he, he can go he play can in play Italy. For, <laughs> yeah, like he could play for a Golden State Warriors G League team. You know what I mean? He's gonna I mean, learn Chinese. He's gonna play in uh he's gonna play for the Shanghai Dragons or whatever. I just hope the Sharks, the Sharks. That's who they are. Here here's an example I have. Um trying to think of a one and done guy we in the last ten years that we have that probably should have got or um, two and go two and go guy that should have stayed could have been a lottery pick Dwayne Washington Jr. perfect example yeah even though Dwayne Washington Jr. played two years under three years two or three years he would have been a lottery pick close a top 10 pick if he came back for his junior or senior year sensible right there he sensible there's two factors here Sensible can end up being like Malachi Brennan, or he can end up being like Dwayne Washington or LeQuentin Ross. LeQuentin Ross is another example of a guy. I feel like he would be more like a Dwayne Washington type type situation because you know the talent's there, but at least with, I feel like Branham, I don't know. I feel like at least he was more all around better than the three, if that makes sense. Washington's the best scorer, but he developed that over time. Yeah. Uh, it, and then I believe Gabe brought this up in the Slack, and this is a great question he proposed: Is a guy like having Bryce in the lineup actually like counterproductive? Because he's basically saying how much, basically uh, how much Bryce scores, but like maybe his defense isn't good. And it's all about like plus and minuses in basketball, apparently. So it's well, the Illinois game was perfect example of how good this team could have been. With Roddy Gale getting a few shots in, Akpara playing very well in the center, but you had Bryce and Bruce Thornton. Yet Sensabaugh and Bruce Thornton, that one-two punch, basically put Illinois out of their misery. And you know, and that's where you you could say, okay, it's one of those things where, yeah, they looked good against Illinois, but a week, but a few games later, Bruce had a few games later, Bryce didn't score as well much, but they still beat Wisconsin and beat and beat, you know what I mean? With Bruce Thornton and Roddy Gale and all them guys. I mean, yeah. These are just questions that like people are asking. I know too. Like, me, I I, if, <laughs> that Michigan state game, it made you think like, Oh, like could this team been a lot better without 
sends the ball trying to create his own shot, even with Justice Suing, how Justice Suing finishes. Well, even too, like the with Ogpar at center over Key, that was also another thing you got to factor in too. I feel like I feel like the best lineup was honestly at the end of the year. With we had Akpara and then you know with Gale out there and as crazy as that sounds, it just float. It felt like a team for some reason. Yeah, like the final, like with Thornton, McNeil, Roddy Gale, Suing, and Akpara, that was a great lineup in the big. A lot of chemistry. It felt like too. Yeah, like like the one play I think was it the Iowa game where the ball was just on the ground for like the last seven eight seconds, and all five guys hit the floor. Uh, like Suing was diving for a ball, which was crazy, and then the Iowa guy kicked it out basically. Well, I, Ice Likely too played really well, and you got to look this this way too. Those three didn't want their season to end, and no. I think that's why we got to see see finally to see the team come together. It, Unfortunately, Dad and Sensiball goes out. I do say I was telling my buddy this, who's a big Penn State fan. Uh, I do believe if we got if we got the last two weeks Ohio State basketball team the whole year, I do think we get to the Sweet Sixteen. That's just we'd be like a four seed, four or five, and I think we'd get into the Sweet Sixteen. Um, you know what? And like I'm not I'm not gonna justify like how like you know at times we looked bad, but I will say. This is a fun season at the end of the day because at the end of the day, too, would you rather be Ohio State right now or would you rather be Michigan or like Rutgers? Like at least we have something to build on next year. Michigan, like, they, like they're a basketball school, didn't even make the NCAA tournament. Uh, Rutgers just lost first round NIT and got robbed. So it could be by worse. The, by the way, I told my wife today because, you know, she calls them Rutgers and hasn't, she said they haven't earned her S in anything. I told her, I was like, well, she said, well, they did beat Michigan. I was like, yeah, in basketball. But I was like, you know what? They lost in the first round of the NIT at home. And Greg Schiano got into Ryan Day's face last year over a fake punt. So they lost their ERS, and they're just called Ruck. <laughs> called Ruck. They lost to Hofstra, too. They gave Hofstra. up, like, what was it? They they're up five with, like, 20 seconds left, and they and Hofstra tied it. It's crazy. I also feel like if Ohio State made the NIT, say if their record was swapped, let's say they were, what would we finish? 16 and 8, 19? What if we were 19 and 16, right? I feel like Ohio State would have got the an NIT, and I feel like Ohio State would have done the same exact thing in the NIT. That's just my 19 and 16. Possibly. We'll never know because we're because it's the offseason now, baby. <laughs> Yeah, uh, weird to think about it. And you know what, too? I think this NCAA tournament is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Cause it now is. Now we won't have the stress of seeing Ohio State and lose to Oral Roberts in the first round. No, it's going to be a great tournament. I got my picks in. I, I have a couple brackets filled out. Um, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to start making some picks cast if you want to go, go through the bracket right now. I mean, I don't really but, have much more on Ohio State. Other than Goodyear boys and looking forward to you know spring ball, spring ball they're on spring break right now, so we don't have no football to report ooh, right now. Ooh, real quick, real quick with Ohio State basketball. I want to quickly. Adam Jardy wrote a good article. Just some guys who are rumored to Ohio State 
um, and via the transfer portal, because we've had Adam on before. He's a great, great yeah. beat writer on everything. Uh, he writes, Kevin Miller, Central Michigan, um, dude averages 18.5 points for Central Michigan, and uh, that's a guard. Kobe Williams, Louisiana Tech, uh, that's also another guard. He averaged 18.8 points a game for Louisiana Tech. Nick Tim- Timberlake Towson uh, looks like a guard. He's 6'4", so he, yeah, point guard. Um, averaged 17 and 7 points, 17.7 points. Kamari Lands, Louisville, 6'8", power forward. Um, he was a four-star prospect. He only averaged 5.9 and 1.9, but he's obviously a big recruit. Um, and then Dame Adelikon Dartmouth. He's another big guy. Uh believe it's, yeah, forward because um, he's 6'8", 220 pounds. And he is averaging 9.6 for Dartmouth. Oh, and another one, Chris Ledlam, Harvard. Um, that's a guard. Uh, that's a wing. 18.8 points for Harvard. And then also Eddie Lampkin, I think. Just on a, a, Eddie Lampkin with TCU, I think that would be a great fit at Ohio State. I, I, I do too because there's also rumblings that we're going to have a transfer to too. Uh, somebody's going to be transferring out, and uh, the two possible names that we heard were Zed Key and Eugene Brown. And they, they're the, if you think about it, if you look at this roster, they are the only two that you would think, okay, with Devin Royal and Middleton coming in, it, those two names are like, okay, those guys will, you know. Most likely, if anybody out on this roster would be transferring, right? Correct? Yeah, absolutely. Which, congratulations, uh, big man. Devin Royal, Mr. Ohio Basketball. I'm uh, so glad they got to cover him the last three years with Fairfield County Sports Network. So, real awesome for Devin. Real quick, did you see the rumors of Holtman and Notre Dame? <laughs> yeah, he, he completely turned that down. I, I mean, know. Like, like, I hate I hate to steal Zach Smith's thunder because yeah he, he does have a great podcast him and Chris Drew great do a great job, which I hope we meet Chris Drew in the national championship of Ohio State Twitter accounts. We'll get more into that before we go over our brackets. Um, but he said, why would Holtman leave for Notre Dame, knowing that he's what he's got coming back next year and what he's got coming in next year. Well, also, like, into what's coming into, like, we have their class now. We have the two guys you just mentioned. And then we get Austin Parks, who's, like, basically 6'10", 6'11", to deal with with Akpara. So we do only – honestly, we do need – I think we need to keep Key, though. I really think we need to keep Key. I do, too, and I think we need another guard. We need another scoring guard to come off the bench. Maybe it's Tanner Holden. Maybe Tanner Holden next year is that guy. I mean, maybe we're holding him back. Who knows? Um, but, but like, why would he go to Notre Dame where he'd have to completely rebuild when he has everything right in front of him? When if you get if he does leave for Notre Dame, they mentioned Jay Wright, and I I was not on this train at all until I started thinking about it more. God, no way. But who wouldn't want to come to coach Ohio State knowing what they have coming in? I feel like I, I mumbled the words Jay Wright like a year ago, and then it, this has just gotten like become a thing. Uh, I've like I've been on the Jay Wright train since day one. Yeah, you have. But, 
but I don't like, I don't think he's coming. I would be shocked. I would love to see it, but I don't think he's going to come. I, I would love to see it, but Holtman's not gone. Uh, so, yeah, it, it could be a fun tournament. Uh, real quick, Mr. Ohio came out with the uh, the uh, Ohio Twitter account bracket. I was shocked to see us at three seed. I really was. I like it. I, I, I didn't even I yeah I mean there's some there's some big one there's some big seeds in here, uh, Carrie that the Carrie Carrie she's a three seed like she's gonna win that region. Sorry, Mike's Cleveland Buckeye like that'll be a good matchup. But Carrie will win that. Um, Chris Drew will probably win his his. Oh yeah, he's gonna have yeah. the menace. To, he's gonna have the menace. To, he might win it all, honestly, because no, no, I think OSU vids. OSU Vids is a very strong – like, OSU Vids is just such a well-liked person in the community. I feel like that is a – I'm putting my money on OSU Vids, one seed out of the, the bottom left region. We're in the bottom right, and we're a three seed. I like our chances. I do. I, I, like I do too. Get to the lead eight. I, I I honestly I think I think we're a lock for the elite eight. I'll say that we're a lock for the elite eight, and then anything else is a cherry on top. <laughs> hey, we make it if we make it to the elite eight, we're officially better than Holt. I mean, look, if we win best Ohio State podcast from Big Game Boomer, we get to the elite eight, and uh, like that's a that's we're 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 accomplishing stuff, Cass. I'm telling you. Yes, we are, and you know my feelings about. I, Love hate relationship with Big Game Boomer's Twitter account. Cool dude, cool dude, but there's some of his takes. It's like, come on, bro. Come you on, get bro. you 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 text me at least twice a week about something he posts, and I'm like, bro, it's not personal. That's his list. Like, people take it so personally, and it's so funny. Yeah, yeah I'm one of those guys. Uh, before we get into brackets, Buckeye news: Draymond Jones leaves Denver, heads to Seattle. Um. Eli Apple still unsigned. It sounds like <laughs> he'll end up re-signing with the Bengals, or he's going uh, to St. Louis Battlehawks. <laughs> uh, but Zeke Elliott was uh, released today. Who also might go to St. Louis Battlehawks, his hometown. Um, he might end up in Cincinnati. You never know. I, I will say, I think Zeke still has some mileage left on him. I think Not you much, get it. But... I think I, here are some teams I think could be a good fit with. Right off the top of my head. Jets because they have the two young young running backs and they don't really have a power back guy. I think if they get obviously like Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers, which looks like it's going to happen, add Zeke, veteran presence, that'd be a good play. Um, Los Angeles Chargers, Joey Bosa reunion, like we said prior show, but then they might party too much. But like if they lose <laughs> Eckler, they're going to need a back. Uh, third, Cleveland. Uh, if they lose Hunt, oh, match up. Yeah, Chubb and Zeke, that'd be a fun match. And then Zeke could be a third down guy because he can pass, block, and catch. Like, Zeke can do what Hunt does in that role. I think he can just do it better because he's not going to be as much volume-based. Right. Obviously, I think Cincinnati would be a good choice because he can pass, block, help Joe Burrow in the passing game, you know, where you could, you know, run your a tight end, your three wide receivers, keep Zeke the pass pro, you know. Chicago, perhaps, was Fields. Dude, Chicago is so far winning right now the NFL offseason, just just to let you know, because you know, 
they're doing they're just doing doing great great things uh, i mean would you would you consider signing zeke to like a two-year deal and then just pairing him with herbert and zeke and that's a decent backfield it's you know. I mean, it, it does everything you need. Herbert's probably you're going to be like your Pollard type guy, and then Zeke's just you know pass blocking, short yardage stuff. I I it, it's going to be interesting um, to see where he ends up. Heck, Carolina, I mean, they signed almost every dude over thirty years old. They signed Hayden Hurst, they signed Von Bell, they signed Andy Dalton. I don't know what Carolina's doing. I really don't know what Carolina's doing. Um, Atlanta's doing something odd. Yeah. They're signing like they got the tight end yes. from – they got John, John U. Smith, uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, Je, uh, was Jesse Bates they got, Jesse right? Jesse Bates, yeah. They're doing something. They're, they're scheming something. I don't know what they're doing, but they're building J- something down there. Joe Jacoby Brissett is headed the – Washington, Baker Mayfield is the new Tom Brady headed down to Tampa. And then you got, uh, who was it? And I just, I just heard about this earlier. Mike Molinchi, Samaj P. Ryan, Broncos. Oh, and Jarrett Stidham. Yeah. Yeah. Jarrett Stidham, that, I I was confused. Like, why did they make that? I like it. That big news, though, <laughs> because it's that is just a that's a message to Russ. That's Jared Siddham's not going to do a damn thing for the Broncos, and even if he gets in the game, he's not going to be an asset. His biggest asset is just getting in Russ's head and being like, like we need to have Russ think that he's lurking over his shoulder to take his job, because then Russ will actually like be a good quarterback and like listen to Sean Payton. Because if he doesn't do that, then it's gonna be a long season. Yeah. Uh, Jamal Williams signed with the Saints about an hour ago. Uh, Saints, we signed Michael Thomas, and I, I think I think Derek Carr could really have that team going. That's going to be a good offense because they'll have Carr, yeah. Olave, uh, Taysom Hill, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Offense Mo- line's pretty good. Alvin Jamal Kamara. Williams, Alvin Kamara. That's a deadly offense. They just need a tight end. They, like They need they a true have, tight end. Do they still have Jared Cook? No, I think oh. he was on the Chargers. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So, all right, NCAA tournament. We didn't do a bracket this year because we're in a bracket. You gotta vote for us. That's that's our bracket this year. That's our bracket. So, all right, uh, let's wrap. Let's wrap up with our picks, Cass. Um, um, well, I want to start. I guess going the down South region. South region. Yeah, Bama first. Who you got? <laughs> Bama. Bama. Okay. Uh, Maryland. West. Well, Maryland. let's just talk about let's just talk about the South first. I, we don't have to go one by one. I guess. Okay. I got. Right. I mean, in the South, I got. All right, Cass, you go first. Actually, I have Bama, Maryland, Charleston, Virginia, NC State, Baylor, Mizzou, Arizona. So I got. I got. Uh, West Virginia beating Bama. Um, so I have West Virginia, Virginia, NC State, Arizona, and then oh. I got, and then I got, I got West Virginia in the Elite Eight against Arizona. Arizona going in the Final Four out of the South. Uh, notable upsets though, I have U, I have UC Santa Barbara winning. Um, oh, okay. Over Baylor. 
Yeah, and then I also have West Virginia just taking down Bama. That's the big upset. I have okay, so Sweet Sixteen. I have Bama, Virginia, Baylor, Arizona, and then in the Elite Eight, I have Bama, Baylor, and I have Bama coming out of the South. My whole logic with Bama too is because my one buddy from work, he was betting. He was he had a parlay. And it made so much sense when he explained it. He has a parlay, and it was like it was one of those parlays where it's like you pick like winners of things in the future, and the first thing didn't hit, but he had had, had like two more things to go, and one of them is Alabama winning. He's like because the first leg didn't hit, like Alabama's going to win the national championship. So that's why I have like Bama going pretty far in mine, even though I don't like them. Um. So the East, uh, I'm just going to get to my Sweet Sixteen. I have all top eight seeds. I have Purdue, Memphis, Duke, Tennessee, Kansas State, Kentucky, Michigan State, Marquette. But I have in the Elite Eight, I have Purdue, Tennessee, Kansas State, and Michigan State. And then I have Kansas State and Tennessee um, in, in the Elite Eight game. And then I have Kansas State making the Final Four. Damn it. Why? Fuck. I hate that I have the. I thought I was witty when I put Kansas State. I have so I have Purdue, FAU, Duke, Tennessee, UK, Kansas State, USC, Vermont <laughs> over Marquette. I'm calling that uh, Purdue, Duke, Kansas State, USC in my Elite Eight. Um, or no, that's my Sweet Sixteen. It's Purdue, Duke, Kansas State, USC. Then I have Duke, Kansas State, and then Kansas State in my Final Four. All right. So I have and Arizona, they- Kansas State so far. So I have Alabama, Kansas State. All right, the Midwest. I have okay. Significant upsets. I have nobody. I have actually I have Pitt beating Iowa State. I have Drake beating Miami. But I have in my Sweet Sixteen. I have Houston, Indiana. Xavier, Texas. I have Houston taking on Texas and Texas going to the Final Four. Dude, I have to say, I, I also have tech. I literally built. I literally built this bracket to like two hours ago. Like I sat down with a pen. It's actually annoying that like it's so similar. I also I have for me. Oh, there it is. Uh, I have Houston, Miami, Xavier, Texas, Kansas, VCU, Gonzaga, UCLA. Oh, wrong, wrong bracket. Sorry, uh, that was the wrong region. I have Houston, Miami, Xavier, Texas, um, in the Sweet Sixteen. But I have Drake beating Miami. I I don't have either of those teams. I don't have Kent State or Drake winning. I have Miami, Indiana, and I have Miami winning that. Um, I don't have really ma- any major upsets in this one. This one's actually going to be pretty standard. I feel like this one. Uh, yeah, and I have Texas going to Final Four. All right, in the West region, I have a significant Cinderella. Hear me out. I have VCU. Okay, hear me out. I have Northwestern beating Boise State. Um, but in my Sweet 16, round of 32, going into Sweet 16, I have the Sweet, sweet 16 matchups. I have Kansas, VCU. Gonzaga. Wait, do I have Gonzaga? Let me double check. Yes, Gonzaga, UCLA, 
UCLA playing Kansas, and then I have UCLA making it to the Final Four. So my Final Four, Bama, Kansas State, Texas, UCLA. I got – I got – I have Kansas beating Howard, obviously. Arkansas beating Illinois, VCU over St. Mary's, uh, UConn over Iona, the winner of Arizona State, Nevada, which is on right now, over TCU, Gonzaga, Northwestern, UCLA. Then I got Kansas, VCU, Gonzaga, UCLA, Kansas versus UCLA to go to the Final Four. I have UCLA going to the Final Four. So my four Final Four teams, UCLA, Texas, Arizona, Kansas State. So the only person, only team we have different is Alabama and you have Arizona. But who's winning yours? I have Alabama beating UCLA 79-71. I have UCLA beating Arizona Pac-12 championship rematch. And I don't believe I put a score. They didn't ask me for a but score. It, I, I just went off the ESPN. 84-80. That's my score. UCLA wins. A buddy of mine at work has all Big 12 teams in the Final Four. He has Baylor, Texas, Kansas. He has Baylor, Kansas State, Texas, and Kansas. I, I agree, though, because the Big 12 it has the best basketball teams, and there's always a, a team or two from the Big 12 that makes a run. So it's that's smart, in my opinion. You're yeah. not going to go wrong with that. And I have two, so Texas and Kansas State. I like it, but let the madness begin, man. And you know, ever since last year, I've been high on UCLA. We so, all are. Everyone is, man. So, hey, and they're a Big Ten school. I don't care what anybody says. They are. That you're right. If they win, it counts as a Big Ten championship. You. That's a great point. Um, I kind of want to do something uh, while spring ball is coming because we still have like four week, three or four weeks till spring. I, maybe next week, I want to break down the uh, Big Ten starting quarterbacks and rank them. The starting quarterbacks for next season in the Big Ten, um, rank them through 14, or 14 through 1 or 1 through 14. We should do the position groups. Let's just do the weekly position groups. Let's just do it, man. Yeah, like we have what? We're gonna... We have plenty of time until um, spring ball. Um, and then, obviously, after spring practice, we'll get – after spring game, spring practice, um, we're going to do – I also want to do an episode of predictions of, uh, like, let's do like, – like, I want to do, like, post-spring depth chart without the new freshmen that are coming in in July. And then once July like comes – then once July comes, we plug into the freshmen because there's going to be some transfers. What I've been hearing from last week about these sophomore receivers, that these freshman receivers are catching up to the sophomore receivers. There's some, there's some higher uh, ground right there, especially the kid that Ohio State just offered that just decommitted from Notre Dame that sent his NI, the NLI, and had Notre Dame withdraw the state, the defensive back. Obviously, Ohio State and Michigan jumped on top of it. So that's going to be interesting to see. 
Absolutely. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, man. Um, but that's all I got for today. So next week, do you wanna just instead of doing are we just gonna do skill like the skill player team like like instead of just doing JJ McCarthy, Kyle Drew you know what I mean? Like do quarterback, running back, receivers groups, like rank the quarterback, running back, receiver groups. Wanna just do trios, top trios? Yeah. Yeah. Trios, yeah. Let's just do top trios. There we go. Works works for me. <laughs> um, but that's all I got, Cass. Anything else? That's all oh, I got. Women's team. Women's team. Big game. Big game. Yeah. Three seed. So and that's it. That's at the shot, I believe. Is it Sat Friday or Sat- Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. I believe it's Saturday one or two. It's 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 Saturday. I, I it's a big game though. Uh uh, I will say this too. It is awesome living in Ohio right now because, like, I obviously I'm in Plain City, so I'm like in between Dayton and Columbus. It feels awesome being like right in between where like all the tournaments are taking place because they're doing it in Dayton and they're doing some in, in Columbus yeah. and Nationwide. Then at the shot for the women, so it's just, I just feel like basketball is all around us, which is think, awesome. Think about the programs that are coming to Columbus for the men. You talk about Purdue, USC, Michigan, Michigan State. State. There's some other, there's some others, and then you've got the Corpus women's. Christi, I think, right? Corpus Christi. Uh, let me, I did a women's bracket, by the way. Uh, okay, there we go. Uh, Vermont, uh, Marquette, they're coming. Yeah. FAU, Memphis. By the way, I did a women's bracket just for the hell of it. I have Iowa and LSU in a national championship, and Iowa win it just because I want to see the two best players in the country go at it for a natty. The, L- the, gal- the gal from LSU and then Caitlin Clark. Just I like you know, it. Um, but I'm looking at the bracket. Let's see. Um, coming to Columbus is North Carolina, Purdue or St. John's, James Madison, and United States. We end Columbus. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. But that's all I got. So I didn't know, I didn't know women's did play in games. What? I didn't know kids did play in games. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got. So as always, thank you for listening to the episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast and go Bucks. And vote for us. Vote vote for us. Vote for us. <laughs>